Hello, and welcome to Hot Pipes 291 with me, Steve Ashley. Today, I'm taking a trip to Melbourne, Australia, to feature recordings made on the 315 Wurlitzer in the Dendi Theatre, located in its New Brighton suburb. Contrary to the impression I may have given in my last show email, though, this hasn't been a physical trip, something that will have to wait until at least 2024. With the aid of Mark Arnold in Melbourne, I've put together a selection of both commercially released and concert tracks, starting with the inaugural concert with George Blackmore on the 30th of April 1967. In honour of the occasion, George composed The Dendy March.
On that same trip, George Blackmore also recorded an album, Seaside Walk, that was released by Concert Recording. Very appropriately, one of the tracks was Southern Star, composed by Michael Summers, who I think was or is an Australian. Unfortunately, I can find no information about the piece. The 315 Wurlitzer in the Capitol Theatre, Melbourne, was opened in 1924 by Horace Weber and purchased by the Victoria Division of the Theatre Organ Society of Australia in 1963. Completely refurbished, the Wurlitzer was installed in the Dendy in purpose-built chambers on the stage between 1966 and 67. Unfortunately, no chambers had been conceived for the auditorium, which was constructed in 1940. The opening items of the inaugural concert were played by Horace Weber, for which I don't have any recordings. Gaylord Carter was one of the star performers from the USA, bringing with him the short 1924 silent Lilies of the Field and the 1920 Douglas Fairbanks masterpiece The Mark of Zorro. This medley of Westwood Ho, Charmaine and The Big Chase was one of the few solo pieces he played in his October 1980 concert. 
1968, Vic Harrett arrived at the Dendy to play a short season of concerts and intermissions, sometimes sharing the stage with Tony Fenelon and David Johnson, among others. From one of those concerts on the 28th of July 1968, emphasising the glorious presence of the Wurlitzer in that reverberant auditorium, this is Gus Kahn and Neil Moray's Chloe, Song of the Swamp.
Vic returned to the Dendy in 1970 and three LPs were produced, Wurlitzer 68, Volumes 1 and 2, and Wurlitzer 69, which is listed as produced in 1968. Vic's arrangement of Mac the Knife on that 69 LP is a real tribute to his lightness of touch, for which he was so famous. great Vic Hammett with the theme from the 1928 show Moritat. In 1969, Tony Fenelon recorded an LP for the festival label with a short but very succinct title of Tony, one of several that he produced through the years. Many of the selections were at the time recent hits, including Yesterday, When I'm 64, and this from the pen of Burt Comfort in 1965, Spanish Eyes.
How High the Moon, composed in 1940 and revived by and a massive hit for Les Paul and Mary Ford in 1951. That was Gordon Hamilton from a cassette, Fine and Dandy, release date unknown. Strangely, that track was almost mono, so I took the liberty to expand its soundstage somewhat. Other tracks on that release have a much wider stereo separation. Back to the concerts, and to a rare taping of British organist John Howlett, who was resident on the Odeon Leicester Square Compton from 1947 to 1958. Up until recently, I've only had a couple of his 1960s BBC broadcasts in my library, so this recording of Ronald Binge's 1951 composition Elizabethan Serenade, and of course his other selections, is most welcome. John Howlett brought out of retirement for that concert on the Dandy Wurlitzer on the 18th of May 1980. In 1970, Lynn Larson was invited to Melbourne for a series of concerts and he took the opportunity to record an LP, Lynn at the Dandy, which was released on the Essential label. A CD on the concept label also appeared, featuring one of his 1970 concerts, complete with some announcements. 
But I'm turning to a concert performance supplied by Mark Arnold. This next thing is a little novelty by, this is what I started to tell you about earlier, the man Zez Confrey, who wrote uh, Kitten on the Keys and lots of those things. This is one of the lesser known ones that I ran across recently. It's a very cute little thing and it's called Jaywalk. In 1974, the Dendy console was removed, initially for rewiring, but that quickly turned into a complete re-leathering of all its pneumatics and other refurbishments. The console was returned to the theatre in 1975, with the work being completed the following year. Neil Jensen published an LP with tracks from four Melbourne installations, Morabin, Wyatt Hall and St Peter's College, and since this on the Dendy Wurlitzer, What I Did For Love, was copyrighted in 1975, it must have been played on the newly revamped console.
Then, in 1977, Tom Hazelton was flown in from the USA and his sparkling concert again was recorded by the local chapter. I've over 20 selections from which to choose and one of my favourites is one that was requested by an audience member. David Rose's The Stripper.
In 1979, it was rumoured that the theatre would close for demolition to be rebuilt as a smaller theatre and a shopping arcade. That finally happened in 1984, after the Wurlitzer was removed in December 1983. The new complex, containing two auditoriums, was opened in May 1985 and the organ reopened complete with solid-state relays on the 17th of April 1988. The chambers were again located on stage, but due to the smaller venue volume and the acoustic deadening for modern movie soundtracks, the organ's voice was less reverberant. I suspect that this next recording of Lynn Larson's Stanley, from a Cliff Bingham compilation of concert material that he amassed through his career, was made in the smaller theatre. Next up, I have four concert items that take us back to the old theatre in 1981. The first is Jonas Norwell with an unnamed drummer with the Village People hit from 1980, Can't Stop the Music. Thank you. 
John Atwell with Errol Garner's Misty, which was written for his 1955 album Contrast, and which Clint Eastwood used for his chilling play Misty for Me in 1971. That was from a 1981 concert in which John and Tony Fenelon shared the playing duties, among which, of course, were some glorious duets. Now, it's not an easy choice, as I would very much have liked to play them all, but after some deliberation, I opted for Ivory Rag, written by Lewis Bush, a.k.a. British pianist Joe Fingers Carr, in 1950. One of Tony Fenelon's selections at that Dendy concert in 1981 was the theme from Billitis, a French coming-of-age film released in 1977. Composed by Francis Lai, it's called When Love Is Gone.
When Love Is Gone. Great music from an oddly titled movie, with Tony also playing the attached upright piano that has no keyboard. I have very few recordings of the Dendy Wurlitzer in its new auditorium. Between 2008 and 2010, it was refurbished again and re-specified with the addition of an open diapason, along with a new solid-state relay and stop capture system. In 2003, though, Scott Harrison released his CD Distinctly Dendy, which, as far as I know, is the only commercial release this century, apart from some individual tracks on the Cliff Bingham concert collection. Harrison and Burke Hanfords, a swinging safari. To wrap up this musical visit to the Dendy, now known as the Palace Dendy Brighton, containing five mini cinemas and a cafe bar, I'll go back to the 1970s and Lynn Larson with Sigmund Romberg and Herbert Reynolds of Wiedersehen from their 1915 show, The Blue Paradise.
the new plans for the Dendi involve splitting the already small main auditorium into four screens, requiring the removal of the Wurlitzer. It may be goodbye to the Dendi, but it's hello to the reinstallation in its old home, the Capitol Theatre Melbourne. My thanks to Ian McIver's Southern Cross pages on the theatreorgans.com website for much of the information on today's show, and again to Mark Arnold for his splendid concert tapings. The Royal Melbourne Institute of Technology, or RMIT for short, has launched a campaign to fund the reinstallation work involved, and there's a link on today's playlist for donations. Do please give generously to help the reopening of Eliza the Wurlitzer for the 100th anniversary of the Capitol in 2024. I'm Steve Ashley, and as the politicians say, I approve this message. I'll play out with John Atwell and Tony Fenlon's Dendy March from the 1981 concert. I'll be back with the next Hot Pipes in two weeks. In the meantime, it's bye-bye from me.